Well, GM, everyone, uh, it is a, uh, a Monday, um, one of the best Mondays we've had in a while, it looks like. Farouk, is, uh, he might join us later. He's uh, in Miami right now. Me and OSF are heading there tomorrow. Um, what a weekend. What a weekend to catch up on. Um, just to say, we are, we are going to be sponsored for the whole month by Ledger. Um, they're going to be sponsored for FOMO Hour. They're going to be with us in, in Miami. You're going to see a lot of content from us and them uh, over the next month. Obviously, we love Ledger. We've been we've partnered with them. I think this time last year, we went to Paris with them. Uh, and then earlier this year, uh, around their Stacks launch. Um, but yeah, we've got some cool stuff coming up over the rest of the month. Uh, super happy to have them. So today is going to be a different sort of episode. It's, it's, uh, it's myself, OSF, and Cows. Probably know him, one of the other founders of uh, Canary Labs. So this is going to be like our, our basically our daily briefing. Uh, how you doing, boys? Good, thanks. How you doing? OSF just remembered he has to talk this show, which is fantastic. <laughs> Maybe I don't. If Carrie's here. Maybe I don't. Yeah, carrying it as usual. Yeah, I think Farouk said he might turn up like halfway through. I don't really know why he got a pass for this. Like he seemed to have gone to bed at like twelve and then just. He has, a, he, has a, he has a wedding, right, I think? He had a wedding, but he got back early. So I don't really know. Oh. Uh, he thinks he's having a bit of a lie-in until 10.30 now. But is what it is. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, anyway, missed quite a rally in, uh, in markets overnight. Um, we'll just briefly get into stuff. But yeah, well, how are you feeling? Bitcoin hit 42K. ETH hit... ETH, I mean, yeah, on Friday, we, we, we gave predictions for where we think market's going to be. I think we gave a prediction that ETH... Uh, would go to 2150 maybe or 2250 bitcoin we said 42k solana we said 90 it seems as though um the ones that we were we were we were just too bearish apart from solana which hasn't really had a move but um majors had a massive massive move over the weekend um just feels like up only across them and a bunch of different alts nfts um if you uh you're raging bull at the moment osf or do you think we should have some caution honestly i thought the, the the numbers don't surprise me like they're still within range of what we talked about but we're talking about these numbers for year end like i thought we would gradually chop up towards those levels into the end of the year i didn't think we would like gap to those levels in 24 hours like bitcoin for example was just like 38 37k or 38k or something like before the weekend and now suddenly it's at 42 like it's really been a fucking aggressive move so um i'm not like yeah i'm cautious as in like cautious on leverage trading and cautious on just like buying local tops and stuff which and then panicking out when things move lower i think people will chop themselves up trading but yeah if you just buy and hold some spot positions and hold it for six months i think you'll do really well i think it's going to be hard to lose money there what about you carly how are you feeling Feeling good. It's one of those things where higher price brings more kind of enthusiasm and use cases for the product. Price begets demand and, and that cycle is just going to continue, I think. I also think it's encouraging that it's driven like massively by spot buying rather than just like people jacking up on leverage again, like we saw a couple of weeks ago um, on like Sol, for example. Yeah, we should get into that with uh, with what actually has been going on because there has been some huge spot buying going on. Um, so yeah, just to just to summarize, we had Bitcoin hit forty two k this morning. It's since like retraced slightly. I think we opened up and gold rallied very very aggressively, and Bitcoin kind of followed suit. ETH ETH blasted through I think three different 
highs this weekend um, and kind of is in price discovery mode, uh, still above 2,200. Everything is slightly selling off as the show goes on, but I mean, selling off from, <laughs> from pretty high levels, if I'm honest. Solana, interestingly, didn't really break through its high. Um, a bunch of alts got kind of smashed, actually, um, probably about mid-morning where I am, probably just as people were waking up. Uh, funding rates went absolutely insane. Uh, I think it was costing kind of 100% plus to own a Bitcoin or ETH long. And for alts, it was even higher. I think it was pushing on like 150 to 200% on some of these alts. So you saw this weird wick where a bunch of leverage got taken out, open interest went down uh, quite substantially on a bunch of different altcoins. But uh, we're kind of picking up from there. And then there's been a bunch of different rumors going around this morning. I don't know if you saw the, um, the one about Qatar, but that's the one that the market seems to be focusing on the most. Um, did you see this rumor? It's, uh, yeah, it I... is, yeah, it is that the, uh, <laughs> so El Salvador, who is meant to be, you know, the number one country for, for Bitcoin, apparently they did, um, a trip to Qatar and they convinced the Qatar sovereign wealth fund to invest in Bitcoin. The headline is that they want to invest 500 billion in Bitcoin, um, which is not small, given I think the market cap of Bitcoin is just higher than that. It's probably about 700 or 800 billion <laughs> at this stage. Um, now, this could be miners. This could be a bunch of different things. But that is a huge, huge uh, investment, if that's the case. And there, there has been a sizable buyer of Bitcoin um, growing their stack over the, last, uh, over the last few weeks. People have pointed that might be them. Um, yeah, what do you think about this? We did kind of touch upon this, this sort of stuff might happen on Friday, but... This is quite a wild, um, quite a wild story. I'll, I'll bring it up unless Sims got it ready. I think I think these these economies and these countries have been like massively getting into crypto, right? They see it as a a new way to develop their economies and like another kind of uh, industrial or a, yeah, a next phase of like another industrial revolution as they move away from just majority fossil fuels. So like. Yeah, Qatar, other people in the UAE, even Saudi Arabia, they've had been much more open than Western governments to the investment side of this stuff, especially. Um, and they have huge piles of money to, to allocate to it. So uh, it is a wild story, but it kind of there's nothing in there which makes me think that it's like not feasible or like untrue. I don't know what you think, OSF. Um. It's tough to really judge what sources you can trust on this. I think, like, I don't know, um, I don't know where the original headline, original source of information came out from, and then it feels like it's been skewed by people reporting it. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm not really sure how reliable the information is. It just feels like it's something that's like come out of thin air. The 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 amount seems really high, really yeah, really like, high. Where do you get that number from? <laughs> For an industry of, um, can you see my screen? Oh, you can. Uh, seems really, really high for for a, a market cap of all of crypto is one point five trillion right now. So right. that would be, I mean, Qatar has that sort of money, but it um, it also would be wildly high. But I don't think it's, I don't think it's, I don't think it's, um, it's infeasible. It's not, like, I think yeah, exactly. Or Amman put a bunch of money into miners. Saudi Arabia is saying very publicly it wants to do this. It might not just be Bitcoin. That's what I think is 
has been put wrong here. I think a, a bunch of Bitcoin maxis have picked up on this and been like, oh, they're just going to invest in Bitcoin. What you actually saw when Saudi Arabia announced that similarly they were going to invest hundreds of millions of dollars into this space, they invested in miners, they invested, they put like $50 million into Animoca, for example. Um, I think there'll be a lot of metaverse, I don't know, DeFi, tokenization, all this, all the trends, they'll, it'll be more like a VC style investment if they're going to put 500 billion in, because you don't just put 500 billion into spot Bitcoin um, if you're totally. going to get into space. I don't even think that's the smartest way of doing it. Like, but buying miners might be a better trade than, than, um, than trying to do that. And clearly Qatar has a ton of gas. So like it, it could easily have the, like the energy to be able to, to, to pay for that sort of stuff. So I think it's, I think there's a slice of truth in this. And even if it is, um, 500 billion into crypto or if it, even if it's like a 10th of that into Bitcoin, let's say you just want to put 50 billion into Bitcoin. That's kind of as much as I think people were predicting the ETFs would get as big in their first in their first two years. Like people are expecting the ETF, the Bitcoin ETF, to be about twenty to seventy billion, right? Like not nothing crazy. So even if Qatar is putting in fifty billion into Bitcoin, that is a crazy high um, figure given the amount uh, which is on exchanges. So super bullish. Um, it has it has fueled. I would say this is the frothiest we've seen it all year. Right, like definitely, open interest soared, yeah. um, funding rates soared, all the meme coins started moving, and that's generally like the end of a move rather than like the middle of a move. Um, and then uh, you saw like this sort of wipeout of open interest. But that being said, like Bitcoin is still the thing leading it, other than the uh, of the meme coins. So um, I do feel. Just it's you just don't want to fade this, right? Like it, even if you were to fade this, and let's say Bitcoin drops back down to 37, 36, 35, 34, this feels like a medium-term trend now, doesn't it? It feels as though when you see a headline like that, and this feels like something you just don't want to fade, or you feel like you'll miss it. You'll feel like you'll miss it. And I think the even at the end of these moves are always the most aggressive, right? That's when you start to see. I mean, I, I think one of the gaming coins today. Um, was up like 60%. It's like, well, that's painful yeah. to miss some of these moves because at the end of a run, it's often the most parabolic. And I don't even know it was the end, but I, I think it's 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 painful to to imagine missing some of these moves at the moment. Totally. The upside downside is just so asymmetric here, I think, uh, as you just said. Like, you can get, like, whatever, a 10% scalp on the way down or 15%, or you can just stay long and hope for that, like, parabolic move up. <laughs> So, are we going to do some new? Are we going to do some new predictions, boys, or are we are we going to stick with what we had? Um, new new predictions, I think. New predictions already. <laughs> Were those predictions for the end of the year? That was end of year. Now, this might sound what? crazy, but at the time, On Bitcoin, Friday. Bitcoin was trading at thirty eight k. Solana was trading kind of where it is now, and ETH was trading at twenty twenty. Like uh, it was, it was. I don't know. It, it felt like oh, up ten percent was an okay prediction for the rest of the year and we've ended up doing it in the space of three days so what do you think what do you think ali um i think we could easily see 2500 on e like easily i think you're right you could see a little retracement but these moves everyone just gets used to that three to five percent move every day and then it just carries on for the rest of the year i think as well like the timeline does feel pretty euphoric but i think I think Ovi made this point 
ages ago that like the, the people the number of people on the timeline that sample size is so much smaller now because a lot of people have just like given up or left so it doesn't really have the same sense of like oh this is like a broader market kind of sentiment gauge that it did so i think even though people are celebrating on the timeline it doesn't actually mean as much as it maybe does when you have more people here so yeah actually i think 2700 by the end of the year on ETH. Like, 3k I think, 3k I think, I think i genuinely think we could see all-time high on bitcoin before the end of the year you think all-time high on bitcoin <laughs> all right let's, let's all just calm down a little bit here um <laughs> it's, it's, it's a, bit, a bit wild so you think 70k you think that would be a wild move for the next 25 days just as what is it? Sixty percent move in in Bitcoin. Um, the yeah, only thing I had ten percent move since Friday. I'll share my screen so, again, Sims. But like the one thing I was looking at with these with these funding rates, they have come down. Actually, they've come down pretty substantially. But at one point this morning, they were it was insane across the board. Here, I'll look at I'll look at this any. I'll look at like Solana for example, what the funding rate got to. Um, yeah, so the funding rate hit, hit, hit levels of 0.06% uh, every eight hours. Um, so that's equivalent of about 0.2% a day. So, yeah, about 60 or 70% just in something like Solana um, per year, which is kind of wild, uh, APR that is. And then you saw these big liquidations So as we went, as we went lower. Um, and that was kind of a, the case across the board. I think it was healthy for us to see a liquidation like that, but I'm just, I'm, it does just point to the idea that there is some crazy people chasing, um, chasing gains, I think, in altcoins. Bitcoin has seen spot buying, though. I think I saw today even that Massive there's something like spot buying, right? 250 million of bids at 40K already on Bitcoin. Like, it's just... Um, the order book is now super strong on Bitcoin and huge amount of spot buying. So, yeah, the funding is not crazy on something like Bitcoin, but a lot of altcoins which people are chasing, it is. Um, and I think that's... Do you think those are the shorts that that then flip long and try to scarp levered? Or is it just people who are on the sidelines who try to get a little bit of action and chase the move? I think people woke up this morning or last night and were just like, oh, my God. I've I've said it. For a while now, I think people were very underexposed to this rally. Like I think when we started moving, the period before that it had been very weak and people were not fully invested. And then there just hasn't been a dip. This is, I think it's eight straight yeah. weeks of Bitcoin being higher. So all these people who said, right, we're gonna we're gonna return to 28k. We need to go to 28k to go higher. We need to go to 31k, me included, right? 31k to go higher. We need to go to 36k now to go higher like it just hasn't happened and this what what it means is that people were just way un, uh, under invested i think going into this i think you can tell that i've seen polls which even said that is that people just were not expecting this to happen when it happened and now um there just hasn't been the dip so it's that what the people are being forced into is is moving into alts, moving into meme coins, and and then they haven't can't even get the spot bag on, so we need to go levered in that in that bag. <laughs> it, that's why I was like, this is this excessive risk taking, but Bitcoin just looks so healthy to me that you know Bitcoin could Bitcoin could go to high forties, I think here it could, 
um, just because it's it is being driven by spot buying. This isn't for now. It doesn't look excessive in terms of risk taking. And and as you said, like you just got to toss out the charts in this sort of scenario, right? Like if Qatar want to spend even fifty billion, even a tenth of what's being said, maybe even a twentieth of what's being said. If they come in and say we want to buy twenty five billion of Bitcoin, that is a huge move. That is a huge move, in my opinion. And that's only one country. <laughs> yeah, well, that's... That, there are that, other countries like Qatar, right? Like, there are other cash-rich countries who are interested in this technology. Yeah, I mean, that. the other thing that I think we should um, we should probably touch upon is that gold, gold boomer Bitcoin is, uh, is also um, rallying very hard over the last few days. We've had gold hit an all-time high on Sunday night of, I think, oh, wow, it's down actually quite a lot today now. But um, at one point last night, I believe it hit like 2150 or, yeah, around that. So as it opened, gold soared about 3 or 4%. And this is on the back of gold having a crazy um, last month. It's been up about uh, 6 or 7%, which is, which is a lot for gold, which is a lot. Um, so there's been a lot of talk about sovereigns buying gold and obviously a lot of people comp Bitcoin to gold, uh, scarce asset, which, uh, which, you know, is meant to, we used to have gold standard for our currencies and very easily all the big central banks, every single cent major central bank has been buying gold, particularly of the BRICS. So the, 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 the uh, countries that have been trying to move away from the dollar, They've basically been selling dollars and buying gold. China's probably been the biggest, but all the others have been doing the same. So it's very possible that, yeah, other big sovereigns that are looking to move away from the dollar are thinking of things like this. They're thinking of gold, they're thinking of Bitcoin. So you might be right. You might be right. This could be uh, a few other big sovereign wealth funds coming in to, to buy. Um, China would be the big what one, right? Think, what do you make yeah. of that happening on a Sunday night? It's kind of weird, right? I texted you last night being like, is this the end of the world? Is this a solar flare going to take us all down? And that's why gold's rallying. Well, um, Middle Eastern markets are open on Sunday, um, I would Good. say. <laughs> so that could happen. Uh, a lot of China data actually also comes out on the Sunday. So it, like the idea that a big sovereign wealth fund came in and bought a ton of gold, it could easily have happened. Uh, I, I don't think it's... I mean, there are... There are certain things happening in the world right now. Remember that there's this white lung stuff that people are talking about. Like maybe, maybe China knows something that we don't, who knows? Um, <laughs> but I would say, I don't know if it's like, I don't know if it's a solar flare or anything like that. I think it's just a understanding that interest rates are probably going to start coming down pretty quickly. Um, and yet there is very little, at the same time, there's very little confidence in the, the debt-fueled um, capitalism that keep keeping going at the same pace. So things like gold and uh, and Bitcoin suddenly just look so so attractive, right? I mean, I was looking at gold just for like money in my account, like just money in my revenue. I was like, I should just put this in gold. Like, why do I have this in in dollars right dollars, now? Like, yeah. it's just a it's just a better thing to own, in my opinion. What do you reckon? I Callie? agree. I agree. Really if you're in gold. the UK, you could you can buy physical gold coins and they're tax free. The gains on them, so rather than you should do that rather than the ETFs on the online platforms. There's there's Cal's top tip for you. 
Yeah, but don't they just like destroy you on the mo- like? I always see these adverts and all the different podcasts <laughs> for like buying gold, but what they don't tell you is they take, they take fucking fifteen percent margin can... on the way in and fifteen percent on the way out, and gold has. I 10%. think that's that's the same. That's the same for any like. That's the same for any retail wrapper, isn't it? You can buy them directly from the the Royal Mint. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Physical gold. I was long gold. I was long gold in COVID and it never really performed. And so I sold it and now it's all time high. So there we go. So going back to crypto slightly, um, we did have some big moves in. in <laughs> On <this>. that note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a great story. I had to go and I sold it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, b- big moves there were memes, gaming um some l2s like is there anything specifically you're looking at in terms of stories here do you think the best the best are in these new coins like what, what are you guys looking at uh specifically i know over you you're big in the memes do you think this is going to be the period where they start to catch up i think so i think i don't know if this is like the period where they catch up but i think at some point they will um i really do i think it happens every cycle it's always the part of the market where people are underexposed to because they just no one can hold memes. You know, very few people can hold memes and feel like they're happy to underwrite them. And we saw signs of it yesterday. And um, you know, Pepe hit the highest level it's hit been at in the last three or four months, I think, when it hit um 0.15, and that carried a lot of the meme market. Um, in my opinion, that's just sh- it should yeah, exactly. It shows you the potential power of all this stuff and even if it's not right now um, or today or tomorrow where this stuff takes off, I think it shows you that at some point in the cycle, it will. Um, but again, you know, this is like casino, you know, it's like being at the casino buying this stuff and you can never really truly underwrite the value because they're all, you know, they have no inherent value. But um, my gut is this wasn't the big one, but I think we will see a big one. And I think possibly before the end of the year as well. What do you think, Kelly? Yeah, I agree. Although I think the I think a lot of the action might be on Sol. I think um, the more I look into it and the more I talk to people about it, it's clear to me that that's kind of like it makes sense for a lot of meme coins and a lot of worthless coins to be on it because it's so quick and so cheap and so easy to use. Um, so stuff like Bonk, stuff like Miro, and it's got a it's got a strong cult like community of people who are invested in these stories, which is what you need for memes. So. I think that will be a real winner this kind of cycle that we that we maybe didn't see last cycle so that's kind of interesting um i also love the emergence of a meme which we didn't have last cycle as well which is the failed coin meme like ftx and luna rallying like hey, i find that I, what's going I find on. that hilarious have you seen this osf so like the top coins right now like if you go on to the top coins on coin gecko um terra luna is now the 48th yeah. <laughs> biggest coin i think on a fully diluted market cap it's at 1.6 billion um there is no use case for terra luna right now that i think the fact in it itself goes, but it's it's that wild in itself <laughs> it's just such a good meme that's better than that's almost better than any like produced meme it's like this thing has totally failed and now we're gonna buy it that's just like I find this that is, so good. Yeah, this is old Luna as well. One billion dollar market <laughs> yeah. cap. And I think even one. 
I think even the USD Terra, right? Like, um, yeah, like Terra is also hundred. So you can <laughs> Terra is worth five cents. So like, even though that was a complete zero, but it's crazy to me. Like that whole ecosystem right now is FTX, FTX as well. FTX. Yeah, where, where's FTX? FTT. It's at I five. Yeah, 1.5. So you have three coins there, all over 1 billion market cap um, and one of about 600 million. So it's like a nearly a, a four to $5 billion market cap ecosystem right now with nothing going on. <laughs> it is, is that again, not is in that itself a hilarious meme? Like, yeah, it is. I just think that's so funny. It's very... So um, it's, one, one type of thing which we hadn't seen before, which I think is interesting and new. Yeah, we had seen it before in in meme stocks, right? Like you saw it when generally yeah, the meme community tried to get behind a company that was imminently going to file for bankruptcy. Uh, so blockbuster, it was, blockbuster, blockbuster, Bed Bath and Beyond, um, uh, fucking <laughs> GameStop, like all of these companies were about to default. And I think for some of them, what was the one recent? I think it was Bed Bath and Beyond, where like. You actually got zero. Like the co the company got taken over by the, by the creditors, and people got annoyed because they were like, "I want to keep trading this." I guess no token ever really has to go to zero, right? So, so there's no like taking over of this token. So yeah, maybe maybe there is some talk like if in FTX 2.0 will this FTX token have some use case, which is why which I think yeah. some people tried to get behind. But in general. It is just prime, like yeah, like just like what happened with the meme stock. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Like I don't know if that shows we're I late like it. Or, or this is the beginning. I would, I don't know. I actually just don't know. For now, I'm just holding on to the fact that Bitcoin looks strong as hell. So I think things can con yeah. continue to, to go crazy. If Bitcoin didn't look so strong, I'd be sitting here going like this. This looks a little bit toppy to me. Um, but we keep going. We keep going does, for now. It does beg the question. I mean, Bitcoin dominance is at uh, year-to-date highs again. It is. So it does beg the question whether, like, the, whether the trade, if Bitcoin keeps going until the end of the year, which I think it will, is the trade that we have, we're about to have or see this massive alt season in the next few weeks that's just been like boiling and boiling and boiling, which is why you get these crazy moves in Solana or AVAX or other stuff, you know, like. Look, I seeing seeing the, seeing NFTs a lot higher. I don't I know we'll speak, we'll speak about that soon, but because of a risk bid, like a bid for risk, like people want to have higher risk. So does that feed into an alt season? I think it could. I think it does. There is there is um I forget what it is. It's that total three market cap, right? I forget what it yeah. is. Let me total three, yeah. Um, maybe someone's written about it. Total three. Um it is yeah, it looks like it's primed to go, right? Like this yeah. this sort of chart. I mean, this is from a couple of days ago, but that that's in price discovery mode, in my opinion. And that's where yeah. kind of where you want to be. Um, I so what I think, having spoken about this, is be very, very careful using leverage. Um, it feels as though right is that now is the time where you can get unbelievably wrecked. I think a bunch of people got wrecked this morning. Um, I think Pepe, for example, moved in like a 30% range in, in about five, five minutes. Um, you can get completely destroyed on this stuff, but it does feel like 
this this altcoin run could continue for the medium term. Even if we go down 10, 20, 30 percent, I look at I look at a chart like that and I think these can keep going. Um, so yeah, I would focus on gaming, focus on RWAs. I still think some of these memes could move. Um, let's uh, let's see what happens. We should move on to NFTs though, because it was also just a wild week for NFTs. Um, coming coming back from that Rolling Stones article a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago, sorry, saying NFTs are dead, everything's going to zero. Um, uh, everyone calling the death of NFTs. That was that was the lows, right? I think that was like almost perfectly the lows. Since then, we've seen huge rises, particularly in the mid tier stuff. So interestingly, Bored Apes is still at thirty. CryptoPunks is still around forty-five or forty. Uh, sorry, uh, fifty-five. What we've really seen though is things like Pudgy Penguins are now double digits. They're up sixty-five percent on the week. The ladies had a big move back to around four. Um, let's have a look at some of these over the last week. up uh kang by pandas yeah one and a half they're up 80 percent on the week um i think sappy seals had a big move yeah they're up about 60 percent. and then a bunch of different gaming gaming related uh game related nfts you saw digitigarkas come back you've seen cyber brokers actually come back that's interesting up about 60 percent as well um all the milady infrastructure seems to have come back because Romelios and, and Miladies have come back to some of these uh, meme coins are moving again I, I assume but just a really really strong period for <laughs> NFTs particularly some of the stuff that was not dead but like had been very 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 quiet um and now seems to just be catching a bit because people just want to move down the risk spectrum do you think do you think that continues <laughs> NFTs that that sort of stuff can can uh can push on yeah i think so i have to say i've been definitely been caught off guard a little bit by this nft move like i think i just thought an nft rally would be art like a few weeks or months after like a big big crypto rally but it seems to be that like nft people have trigger fingers and they just want to like jump into this risk um we'll see how that you know this is it's a, it's a one day or two day move we'll see how that fares over time but to be honest with you in the last month like most nft pfp collections are up what 100 to 200 300 percent and in the last month eth is also up 20 or 30 percent so you've had you've had you've made a lot of money from buying nfts basically in the, in the last month and it does make the question whether they can continue to go to crazy levels i think remember with the nft market it's so so much smaller than crypto crypto already is a small market so all it takes is a few big whales to come in and spend a lot of capital to basically drive the whole market higher and if you're thinking about it on a collection by collection basis let's say there's like 10 collections that do well or 20 collections that do well the supply on those collections is very very small as well so um i don't know like it's kind of tempting i mean i think we've missed a big nft move but it's also tempting to be in stuff that you know is going to do well in a bull market because we're still meaningfully off uh, off all-time highs and nfts yeah think it is people moving down the risk curve or is it people having good trades in meme coins and ETH and um, like spending their winnings basically. No, I mean like like the other day someone swept 200, 200k sweeping world of women, right? Like no, I don't think anyone woke up and was like, oh, I did really well on this meme coin. I'm now going to buy like 100 world of women NFTs. Like 
I think I think it's like if you start to see high end sales like high end punks or Fidenzas and that kind of stuff, and yeah, because people tr- treat themselves to nice things, but I don't know. The, the behavior seems to be like buying flaws to accumulate risk to me, rather than buying things you want to own. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, some of this stuff was down, was down, and now I think we had the end of the blur airdrop, um, which has really helped in terms of liquidity um, and kind of farming came back slightly. Um, but it it does it does just feel like a uh, people just wanting to add risk rather than like meme coins necessarily taking anyone hard. I don't think meme coins have really done that well over the last couple of months. I think it's more just people looking at this stuff, assuming that if ETH or Solana's obviously has some huge moves, Mad, Mad Lads again hit another at the high over the weekend. Um, I think people are just rotating into into higher risk stuff, and this stuff was still down a lot um even i mean pudgy penguins is hitting a new high right i don't think i think that is the high for pudgy penguins at 10 but most of the other stuff is still down 60 70 percent in eth probably maybe even more 80 90 percent in some of these some of these collections so i think uh i think it's there is some room to run i if i was to look at this i still think i would i would focus on the um the stuff with historical significance or, or in the gaming stuff, I feel as though the community style aspects are um, still a little bit difficult at the moment. Like I, I think we need more more wallets coming in, but uh, so I'd still focus on some of the newer gaming stuff or um, stuff which you feel like it's got a uh, you know is is immune to bulls bulls and and bear markets. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's a crazy move. I think we've seen. Some of the highs of NFT trading that we've seen over the last three months, I think NFT Stats put out a, uh, a tweet about that. It's uh, it's the highs that we've seen over the last like three months for um, for volumes of the last uh, on Sunday. And Sunday is normally really, really, really quiet for uh, for NFTs. So volumes are coming back. I think Sol volumes. I think I saw it slightly slowed down, but I think that makes sense. It had a wild move up, but. Um, yeah, just uh, just feels as though NFTs is something to focus on again. We're going to start to see some crazy stories again. I feel like with the new coins, it's going to be the same as some of these new NFTs as well. I think we are going to see a lot in this environment again. We're going to see new mints potentially do very very well. Like if it's a if it's a hype mint, would I be surprised to see it doing a 10x? I think it could easily happen in this sort of uh, trading environment. So I'd be on the lookout for new mints. Um, anything with some hype around it, I think I think could do very 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 well. Right, I think that's it for what we had going on today. Um, we did want to bring up the uh, bring up bring up the ledger team. I think, yeah, we have Stephen. Is he in the studio with us, or is he just on Spaces? I'm on Spaces. You're on Spaces. spaces. Well, we have Ledger with us for the whole month. Um, we are going to be in Miami with them. I know Farouk wanted to be on the show to uh, to welcome you as well, but he will be there tomorrow. Uh, maybe tomorrow, Wednesday. Um, it's great to have you, Stephen. How, how are things going? Timelines moving, but it's actually kind of the perfect timing for Ledger to be sponsoring Momo Hour and talking about the importance of uh, security and self custody, especially as the bull market begins. Or we hope, we hope, we, we hope is, is a bull market, but definitely uptick in activity is it's important for people to know security best practices and, and wallet hygiene in, in this in this moment. I think as heated up a bit again. Yeah, hundred percent. What's been going on at Ledger uh, recently? Like, what are, any big big updates? And what, what have you got planned for for Miami? I know you're 
you're going to be uh, going to be there in force. Yeah, we're going to be at Miami. We, we made an announcement at NFT Paris about our partnership with Artifact, and we'll be sharing, unveiling the, the output of, of that partnership in uh, on December 6th. So, you know, stay tuned to our channels, and Artifact's channels, 9 a.m., um, Wednesday morning, and we'll be we'll be unveiling kind of what we what we made with them. It's it's definitely a nice time, holiday timing with with this with what we made with Artifact. This could be a, a Christmas gift for for folks. Um, so we have that going on, and then you know we had Ledger Recover come out recently, which you all know there was a lot of. It isn't, and um, you know we definitely see uh, it's been a, it's been the last year for us too has been important around educating not just around the hardware but you know Ledger has a companion app called Ledger Live where you can buy sell swap and stake through our partners you have access to a variety of apps apps and you could use it all through our ecosystem without losing self custody and compromising security so we've been putting a lot of effort into educating around around Ledger Live especially as we enter enter the next cycle and um, you know, and also, uh, our, we have an enterprise business, as, as you guys know. So, you know, with with the, the news around the ETFs and more institutions coming in this space, it's super important for us to to, to raise awareness around our, our enterprise product because, you know, with with the security and governance protocols that that provides for businesses, you can avoid things like like FTX, like our our, our CTO Charles. We'll have him on the show and kind of go deeper into why that's important. But I think you know, there's a lot of different opportunities for ledger as we get into this next market and a lot of stuff we're excited about but it's definitely been like a, a hunkered down focus on and doubling down on what ledger is about which is uncompromising security and self-custody we've kind of just kept our heads down through the bear market and now are just ready ready for things to get excited again which i know everybody everybody here is as well yeah i remember this time last year last year you came on the show and it was obviously just after ftx and i remember you guys were saying business was booming because everyone was suddenly worried about safety again it does feel as though one thing I remember from the last bull market is how much people lost, um, particularly on the NFT side. I think we've even seen hacks again this weekend. Um, yes. Security is is so incredibly important uh, when you when you start making life changing money and then it gets it gets lost within seconds. It's it's a pretty horrific feeling. So I think it's great to have you on. Don't wait until you've uh, you've kind of lost all your funds to, to buy a ledger. Ledger is, I mean, we use tons of them over at Canary Labs. I know Rug Radio guys do too. So um, yeah, it's, it's, ha have you guys seen a, a pickup in, in activity from your side or do we need another FTX for that to happen? No, 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 we've definitely, we've, we've been quite resilient through the market, but we're definitely, we're definitely seeing a pickup. Like I said, you know, we, we, it's not just the hardware business and we have the transactions business with Ledger Live and we're seeing people use that more and more. And that's something, like I said, we're, we're working really hard to raise awareness around. Um, yeah, definitely. You know, it's been it's been. I think for everybody, it's been a tough bear market, but we've we've been quite resilient throughout, and I've just kind of focused on doubling down on what we're all about, and and, and I think that's kind of that's been the, the right thing to do for sure. So you've got this partnership coming with Artifact. Have you got any any hints or tips for us on that? Anything any any things we should be looking out for? teased a little bit of what it was going to be back in, back at uh, at NFT Paris last year, but it's it's definitely a, ma a real life manifestation of one of their iconic silhouettes and iconic parts of the artifact lore come, and it's definitely one of the coolest 
products that we've ever made at Ledger uh, with, a, with a partner. So we're super excited to, to share that and finally unveil it. It's taken us a while to figure out how to make it, and now it's finally coming out. Yeah, I love some of the custom ledgers. I saw the one you did with Bats recently, um, the Pepe one. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's going to that's gonna, uh, that's gonna come out at some point next year for sure. So like that was definitely a, an amazing work by our team and just reacting to what was happening on social and in the community and we're we're going to work with him on, on actually releasing that next next year we did we did we make it we made a couple really quickly a couple of prototypes that we then uh, did a raffle for but that's gonna that's gonna find its way out next year i think hopefully hopefully in q1 don't quote me but ideally in q1 we'll get that out there i think people will be really excited about that and hopefully pepe is um mooning at that point too so it'll be a nice <laughs> Lord knows we need that. Yeah, I, I mean, would we put it? Would, would you put a Brett Garner ledger? Does that does that branding work with a? We got to get it done. We have to get it done. Feels like a bull market product, doesn't it? Red guys on a ledger. Yeah, feels 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 critical. Well, look, it's awesome to have you on. Um, we are, we're looking for, I think for obviously even in the audience now, but we're looking forward to doing a bunch of diff different stuff with you over the next, uh, over the next month. I think we're maybe going to have yourself, Ian, maybe a couple of other people on just to talk about what's been going on. I know it's been a long bear market and now we're coming over, over to the other side, but if you have not got a ledger right now, I implore you to take security seriously. Don't wait for something bad to happen to then take it seriously. It is, um, the perfect time as you're hitting all-time highs in your portfolio to think about how you can protect yourself. So go out there, get a ledger, get a multi-sig, get ledgers on the multi-sig, just do everything you can. Um, security is unbelievably important. So yeah, uh, we, we take it very, very seriously and we are very, very proud to be working alongside Rep Ledger this month. Likewise, thanks guys. Look forward to seeing you all in Miami and hanging out. Yeah, looking forward to seeing you in Miami too. All right. I think that is, uh, that is it for today. Um, great show. Thank you, Cows, for stepping in. Uh, thank you, OSF. No worries. For, for I'm high by Christmas. <laughs> oh, he's back. <laughs> back, is he? I love huh? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. He's come on for the, for the glory of the last couple of minutes. Act. <laughs> Oh, oh! Technical difficulties from my side. I'm, I'm sure. Did the other two pick it up or or no? Not really. No, we just we just watched you struggle. Yeah. You just watched me struggle as as, yeah. as that came out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. We also can't really hear for the. Yeah, we can't. We can't. I don't really know what that is. Like it's on max max volume from my side. So I, I don't I don't know if it's we've yeah. had issues with the guests. <laughs> They've been quite quiet quiet on the stream. I think it's okay on the Twitter space, but it's been a little bit of an issue on the YouTube. Um, anyway, look, we are. I am flying tomorrow. I are you flying as well, OSF? I don't I'm think we have a show tomorrow. Too. Yeah, I'm flying tomorrow. Yeah, I don't no think we have a show tomorrow. tomorrow. I think the show on Wednesday is fifty-fifty at this stage. Um, oh, I, thought maybe... no, I thought there's no show on Wednesday. <laughs> uh, it's unbelievable. Maybe so. Maybe we have a two-day hiatus here, guys. Um, it may be the next show is on Thursday, or we do some sort of special special guest appearance from the uh, from the uh, our house, the Rug Radio house, which looks insane. By the way, looks great. Sad That's to be like, missing it. Yeah, Cowley was meant to come and couldn't come last minute, so we're gonna have to send him pool party shots. Um, but yeah, looking <laughs> forward to that. 
we will uh, we'll be definitely back on Thursday. You might hear from us sooner, but um, thanks for tuning in and thanks again for Ledger for sponsoring this month.